Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 378. Hopefully you guys have had an amazing Sunday. I have, I've got a lot of stuff done, a little bit of rest, and had had a pretty good conversation here thus far. Sorry about the late start, but it is what it is. I've got a great guest lined up for you this evening. Uh, you've definitely seen her around Instagram. A true weed nerd, of course. The goddess Rose is here chatting with me tonight. She just kind of stepped off the screen to get something to drink and will be right back with us. But I am here getting things going, trying to get my chat going. Cheers, Cannabis Flower, Joe Y, Johnny Caniston, Comfortably Numb, Smiley's Gardens, Buds and Hazard, Jason Isom, Prometheus Solo, John, Cheddar Bob 13. Cheers to you all. Let me get my top chat going in my live chat. Who wants top chat? I would like to get top chat. Justin Station, uh, never fear. Slurhaw, cheers for you. Oh, so I've got a feeling this will be a great episode. Dozer, cheers to you as well. How you guys doing? Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. And got your trades ready. Bingus, cheers to you as well. Nice to see everybody. I've got me a few pre-rolls ready to go. Hopefully, uh, get started here in a second. I am smoking on a little bit of uh, Godiva from the American one. I guess I've got a little bud here I can share. I don't they ever focus for you. Somewhat there. Nice little bud. Pretty dense. Puts my effort into it and it still can see just squished, didn't break. Nice stuff there. Nice stuff. Waiting for that ranch on the Eagle Show. Got two from Futures Cannabis Project. Ah, that doesn't sweeten the deal, Cheddar Bob. That doesn't sweeten it, the deal. Cheat to be, cheers to you. How are you doing? T. Barrington. What are you guys smoking on while we're? Warming up here. Put uh, Smiley's Gardens to the side here. He was coming to bail the show, bail me out if I didn't have a guest. Cheers to you, Smiley. Tons of respect. Extra lobster? <laughs> there we go. I made it up. We're here. <laughs> well, cheers. I know this would be a little bit of an awkward start because we've already been talking, but welcome. I'm glad to have you here on the show. Uh, you want to tell everybody uh, hello, how you're doing, and uh, where they can find you on uh, social media, Instagram, if they would like to give you a follow? Sure. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. 
thank you for your patience. I know you've been uh, bugging me for a while to do this. So thanks for having patience with me. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I have been, I have been trying to bug you for a minute to get you on the show because I, I know that you were a true weed nerd and, you know, and I wanted, I, you know, I was guilty from the start to kind of snag a lot of my guests from the weed nerds, you know, and, uh, and you were no different. You were a true weed nerd. And I know you that, uh, that, uh, you knew the, the true sub cool. So I, I, I wanted to know, I wanted to get you involved and hear your story. So, you know, I'm glad you took the time to come on and tell us your cannabis journey and, you know, thank you. So, well, we, yeah. I guess we should start this just like any other show, I guess. When but, was that first experience with the cannabis? You want to tell us a little bit about the... Uh, wow, <laughs> the first one ever? Horrible. <laughs> Everything they tell you not to do your first time, I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in a military gone business home. So my mom was PTA. She worked for the schools for years. So to us, our house, it was a big fucking no-no, right? So as soon as I got old enough, you can only hear no so many times. You can only see a dare commercial so many times before you're like, yo, I want scrambled eggs. <laughs> So yeah, one day at school, I got curious. Uh, me and a couple girlfriends did our jam middle of lunch break. Worst fucking mistake I've ever made. <laughs> Hardest math class I ever sat through. Maybe about 15 minutes of science and I spent the rest in, uh, in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, goodness. So math wasn't a, a good first experience with cannabis then? Oh, no. No, when I was younger, I used it probably, probably for all the wrong reasons before I really, it wasn't legal yet. It wasn't accepted yet. So I never was, I never got into the whole pharmaceutical thing. You know what I mean? Like our, my parents were the generation of if it comes from a prescription, it's fine. So you could be drinking while you're, you know, you're on all kinds of meds every day, but it's okay to have a drink because it's all legal, but you're looking at people going like, dude, where's this is natural. Number one, if there's an emergency, I can still react. After you've had a drink, I can't even talk to you. I could sneak out of the house and you don't even know. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. In the, in the beginning, it wasn't good. But then once I really started understanding, and I think it really was after my son passed away, that cannabis was my sanity. I didn't resort to anything else. It was just cannabis and studying and looking for answers that some will never be answered. But cannabis has been there every fucking single step of the way. And I think that's that's how I met sub. So it's kind of hard to tell the, you know what I mean? It's really hard to tell a story about cannabis when it's such a major part of who you are. 
that cannabis fuels the artist, the cannabis fuels the garden, the cannabis fuels it all. And then that cannabis fueled the friendship. It's fueling this one right now. <laughs> it is the backbone to a lot of great things, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So just to rewind a little bit. So from that first time, how long before, I guess it was that staple? I mean, was it a once in a while? I mean, it had to been hard to sneak around some military parents with cannabis. Oh my God, man. You needed to be pretty fucking, I, I got to a point where my dad would be gone on business trips and my mom terrified of fucking heights. And the only reason I knew was because when I was a baby, apparently I'd climbed up. My dad had satellite towers. He's one of those, the satellite, the radios, that you name it, we fucking had it. So we had the tower on the side of the house. I would climb up the top of that tower and I was almost on my roof. So my mom had to call neighbors to get me down. She wouldn't go up but she loved telling the story. So once I pieced all that together, dad wasn't home. I just go fucking smoke on the roof. Grandma can't smell it. It's not going in the house. That's funny. That makes perfect sense though. That makes perfect sense. Figured it traveled upwards, right? So if I'm sitting higher than you and I'm outside, I should be safe. It was only in my 20s that my mom was like, you really don't think I couldn't hear your footsteps above my head in my room every night? She's like, of course I knew what you were doing. <laughs> oh, fuck. I thought I had a fast one pulled on her, but she was like, no. She's like, you know what? Because when I was a kid, I was a really bad insomniac. So I figured out in that researching that we tried so many prescriptions for insomnia when I was a kid. We tried them all. My parents tried me on the natural. They tried me on valerian. They tried nothing works. So when I caught on, all it took was a joint. I would munch my heart out and then go pass out with a fucking full stomach and be happy every night. She was like, you didn't get into trouble. You weren't going out. You were doing your schoolwork. And if that's the worst you did was sneak outside and smoke a joint and draw pictures. She was like, fuck, go for it. <laughs> I think it would be the safer alternative there. I'm also curious to know what led you up on the roof there or the tower to begin with. Was it to just kind of get away with, to get away for a moment and, you know, or did you like the heights? You know? I don't know. It was kind of a bit of both as a kid because I, it, we'd build three, like three story fucking tree houses. We'd fucking, we had this one maple tree in my backyard that I can literally walk through this tree. I had climbed it so many times. It wasn't a question of climbing anymore. It was literally putting your foot in the right spot and you can walk up the tree now. Like it was, I don't know. It's, it's been a lifelong thing, I guess. I got squirrels. I know that it's my spirit animal. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate heights myself. Yeah, it's kind of funny though. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just something about looking over at the it through the horizon there and kind of realizing how small you are yeah. when you're above it all right like you're just you can what seems so big on the ground you get up there and it's just everything's so tiny it's all it almost looks peaceful <laughs> puts things in perspective really and so you kind of how i feel just 
makes my my little place in the grander scheme of things feel you know just like that oh, maybe maybe this shit isn't you know much as i make it out to be there's that grounding cool. thing again that's that whole grounding and feed your fucking soul man i'm telling you and it's funny because you know, I, sorry go ahead go ahead no no you go ahead you're the guest i meant to tell you that in the beginning that's usually something we didn't get that far we got into conversation before i got through like the <laughs> a couple years the, the normal seen routine yeah, i've seen you online a few years but i don't think we ever took the time to really talk to each other i'm glad we got this opportunity tonight but so with that being said, what I would normally tell you before the conversation is going is Zoom can be a little bit of a bear with the with the delay back and forth. So if I do cut it on you, I'm sorry. You are the guest. You have the first opportunity to speak. So it don't let me interrupt you. Please. It's your show, just saying. <laughs> no, what I was going to say, there's that feeding your fucking soul thing. And you know what? Whether it's sitting on a roof, smoking a joint and drawing a picture as a teenager, whether it's climbing a tree as a kid, whether it's putting seeds in the garden because everything else melts away in just those few moments, man, that's what it's all about. And I think that's where that catalyst to the journey, the cannabis journey really began for me. It was in those teen years sitting up on that roof because it's something I've done my entire life. So it sounds like you maybe without even noticing it knew that it was a medicine from that point on did you actually view it like that or did you just feel right and when i was younger no when i was younger not so much it was only when i really got older and out of high school and i was more doing my own thing working that it really started setting in that i was like yeah this because you get to a point where you almost crave those minutes you get to a point where like you can feel that battery is turned. It's just the batteries are running on empty and you're just, you're pushing yourself. You're just reacting. You're not, you're not fucking inspired or motivated anymore. So you got to kind of take those minutes to just, I don't know. It, like you said, it makes everything else seem so small for those few minutes. You know, uh, there's one aspect that I've kind of learned lately as I've been going through my uh, cannabis and my spiritual journey. I can't, I can't express how much I think they are related. <laughs> they're they're inter intertangled so deeply. My, you know, cannabis and spiritual spirituality. I find anymore. I, you know, I use them one in the same. We went on my what I'm like going on walks or whatever, taking that moment. You know, cannabis is always there. It's part you of know, it. Yeah. That, you know, that, that calming down, that just taking in the moment. But one thing that you, I've heard you, you know, mention living the moment there, feeding your soul. The one thing I, one other aspect I've learned from like the forest bathing, and I learned from a forest bathing book, and it's kind of Buddhist related, is, you know, when you're in that moment to like kind of put yourself outside yourself and then actually observe what you're observing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What, is, what exactly, what am I looking at? Why is it, you know, 
that's why am I seeing yourself out like yeah 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 that's that's uh, some of the best cannabis moments right there and I honestly don't think I could take that extra step without if it. it wasn't for yeah without the cannabis warm-up to be honest well no because you're just you're not in the same mind state I don't know I had a life coach for years and the way we met was actually totally fluke. I, we met online because I had my own salon at the time and she had just moved from South Africa. So she was looking for a stylist. So she'd come in and just, we scared the shit out of her at first, but then she, like she said, she was like, I was already in the house. I couldn't turn back. So I just went through with it. And you know what? The friendship that came out of there, and the stuff she taught us, a lot of what I work with now is a lot of, I think intuitively, I already knew it. She just kind of helped bring it to light and put it into practice and recognize that this really is a practice and it is absolutely that way of coping. But her, she gets up every morning, 5am, like clockwork, she will get up an hour before the house on purpose because number one, she likes the quiet, she can have coffee and nobody bothers her. <laughs> But she'll sit and meditate quiet every day. And I've tried. I have tried every which fucking way. And you know what? I feel like a nutbag sitting there breathing, talking to myself. So I'm like, this just, it doesn't work for me. So to have cannabis kind of help open your mind. And for me, I found yoga. I've got to be moving while I do it. I've got to be in the garden. And I get to that level of, I can like you're saying, you want to get close to enlightenment, right? You need to find what works for you. Because for somebody who can sit and just clear their mind, that's one thing. But for some of us, it's not enough. And we need that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it opens your mind up even more. I do. I do. I believe the very same thing. Cannabis... I, I just I don't understand as a long-term user. I don't, I can't understand how it ever got the stigma. And whoever, who, I mean, whoever could have believed that, that has ever tried cannabis. That's what I can't figure out. I mean, how was it ever even sold? You know, it doesn't make any sense. Not one part of the stigma is true. No, we know it goes back to the prohibition, but honestly, I call bullshit on all of it. And I think anybody who's used cannabis, do you know how many people, and it's funny because up where we live, when it all became legal, everybody was expecting the younger crowd to just fucking come out in flocks. You know what? Where we are, it's not the younger generation coming out in flocks. It's actually the elderly. There are so many elderly that have turned that corner that are like, you know what? This is the way our parents used to do it. And our parents were healthier. Our parents were happier. And it's not just our smoking cannabis. It's the way we grow it. It's the way we garden. It's the way the weed nerds are. We want to know the science behind it all, right? We just don't, we don't just want to have a seed that's going to grow. Part of being the nerd is wanting to know what's behind it all. So to be able to entice people who never would have looked at it a second time, being absolutely fascinated. And they're actually like my neighbor. I've schooled her in the last couple of years because she was one of those people. And since it's become legal, she'll pull other neighbors aside and she's happy to tell them everything she's learned. 
it's adorable. I love watching her do it because she's so proud of herself, but I find it the gap that's being merged because of it right now, I really did think it would have been the younger crowds, but it's actually the elderly and they're turning. I guess you would say my parents' generation, which were the boomers, the boomers are the ones who are kind of taking a little more time that still won't address it, that won't accept it, that I think they're the hardest mindset to get switched because the elderly have already opened the doors. The elderly are already willing to try. They already have. For around me, it seems to be the rush is like a, the 55, the 55 and older crowd are the ones that are just, just tearing it up around here. I, I'm grateful to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love see. I love hearing the new the newcomer stories. To be honest with you, it's my favorite part of the cannabis stories right now. It's people that actually gave up the fight. I gave up my medicine and now I'm trying the CBDs or, you know, or whatever. I, I love hearing them stories. And I love to hear better over, more over than I love hearing the newbie story is them like selling it to a friend and not necessarily know that, you know, you're staying on cannabis. That. Yeah, you're, I wasn't supposed to do it. You can share with your friends, but you're not allowed to charge them for it. <laughs> They can give you a gratuity because they appreciate your gesture, but otherwise you can't charge your friends. (laughs) No, you know what? I've loved it because where we are, we're actually in the middle of a retirement neighborhood. So all of our neighbors around us, most of them are elderly. They're retired. They're widowed. They're, they're a quiet gang, but to know them who they, we were when we met in, to where we are now, and especially since the legalization, there's not a day that it's nice out. They don't see me out in the gardens or they don't see me next door helping the elderly ladies or over at the other neighbor because she's got two busted knees. She can't get in the dirt. Fucking lady grew up on a farm and she can't even have her own flowers because she can't do it anymore, but she's out there every day. Fuck, get over there and weed it out for her. So I don't know, they've kind of seen that wall just I was the tattooed pothead. <laughs> now I'm their tattooed gardener. <laughs> it's not the same anymore. But it's really nice because it has brought the community together. I know here, and they're all elderly. It's nice to be able to see them, like you said, get some relief from that pain, get back to doing what they were doing before, and actually be able to keep some of that money in their pocket be able to you know the prescriptions are outrageously expensive not only that it's they they hinder people's lives you know the side effects chasing this chasing that now i just don't feel like going outside and whatever you know cannabis is changing a lot of people's lives for better it's awesome yep it's awesome to see it is it is. And you know what? One of my other one of my other personal favorite parts is I'll be outside in the compost. I'll be outside turning dirt or I'll be out weeding or I'll be. And what the way we do things, I'm organic entirely. I'm trying to cut out. I did the, the rookie mistakes of trying everything already made and just, you know what? I want to know the science behind it. I want to know what my teachers learned because you know what? It shaped them into such wicked people. I'd love to just get a glimpse of what their minds knew. So 
the way we've learned to do things to have somebody in her seventies come out to you and be like, you do it the way my dad used to like watching you the way your comp, my dad used to do that. He used to have me go out and do that. And she's like, I've, I've been using miracle, miracle grow this whole time. Little had I known, had I just been doing what we did when we were kids. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. So for her to get just that little glimpse of her childhood back and to see the smile that comes with it, your eyes don't lie. And that's the smile that it's priceless to me. I love it. So when did uh, when did the the grows? When was the grows? When did it? Yeah, because it was the ink goddess at one point, right? Yeah, still am. That's then, the mom page. <laughs> so when when did the grows become? Was it after the unfortunate uh, moment with with your son? There, I don't know. I I dance around there, so I don't know how much. It's okay. You know what? It happened. It was two thousand nine when it happened. There's been years between. It's something that you never really get over, but it does get easier to keep yourself busy and to find people that understand it is a long, hard fucking path to find. But you know what? There's few and far good fucking souls out there. And once you know you've caught them, you don't let go. Right? So it's one of those things where I think the more time goes on. And like I said, I know the spotlight, the spotlight I once had was not a spotlight I wish on anyone in this fucking lifetime, but it's shaped a lot of who I am today. A lot of what we went through with our son shaped into what we are today. And legalization has made it just a little bit easier to be able to have our medicine and not depend on others. And the grow, well, that's honoring that medicine. <laughs> the friend that brought me into it, the friend that taught me everything or sent me on a path to learn on my own. And he was a good guy. And I think for that one reason, I'll always have at least one. Till the day I pass on, I will always have at least one plant growing in my garden. I hope so. I hope so. I, I said when I started growing, I would never quit either. And uh, yeah, that friend, I think, set off a lot of people's uh, gardens like that too, I believe. Uh, changed a lot, of, started a lot of gardens. Mm -hmm. uh, amazing person. He's got the swirls loose and had us go and get them. <laughs> Oh, goodness. But you know what? I think he was an excellent teacher, man. And fuck, he brought so many of us together. As much as there's a rift and there's so many things that have gone wrong since that, you know what? There's the real weed nerds. We're not going anywhere. We know who we are. I really do think we know who we are. We're the weed nerd nation, right? Let's stay that way. Be nerds for life, as a lot of people also use that hashtag. And we can use it just what, what is the legal change on that? It has to be what 10 percent to make it yours. 
I believe that for life is just enough to still keep it ours. So. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely, he definitely inspired. No matter what we were going to try when legalization hit, but the friendship bloomed. The friendship started blooming before legalization. So he really got to see like all of the evolution. And never once that I was like, you could totally fucking laugh at me right now because I know I'm making rookie mistakes. Not once did it happen. Not fucking once. If anything, he'd send me off on another squirrel. Go look it up. Go figure it out. You got this. There's that soul food again, right? But it just, it kept it all going. It inspired a lot of it. So what was that first grow like? The what first one? Oh, fuck. It was bad. It was fucking, dude, a five-foot fucking twig. I mean, it was cool because it was like five feet high, but it was literally a fucking twig. <laughs> we had salt fucking nutrients, number one. Didn't know how to properly process water till about halfway through. Oh, my. It was so fucking bad. And then I made the mistake of learning because you know how in the beginning you're like, oh, I need to take all of this in. But there's so many sources out there. So you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go try this. You think it's all working and then something else goes wrong. So you jump on that search again. But now you're trying. I don't know if anybody else did it, but I definitely tried mixing way too many fucking methods into one plant. And it was the worst thing I ever could have done. But it was the best learning curve ever. <laughs> Would I smoke it today, knowing what I know now? Probably not. <laughs> oh, man, it was fucking bad, man. I don't even think we pulled a set off that. All right. Yeah, I'd say a whole seven off that whole plant once it was all said and done, because I just I stripped a bear. I figured things would come back, but it doesn't happen in flower. <laughs> oh, no. What was, were you in soil the first round? Yeah, I was in soil. Everything else, synthetic, buying whatever, you know, somebody tells you to buy because that's what's going to work. It's the bomb shit. Well, once you flip the fucking bottle over and start reading the label and connecting those ingredients, you're kind of looking at it going, what the fuck did I just buy? Took some time. I will say the first run, I think, was the worst second got a bit easier third i started getting it and by this year i think i'm finally it's an art now i taught i mastered it last summer and this year is that first year of really i know where i'm going i know what they're gonna do i've everything is ready to go we're just ready waiting to drop them in the ground now so it's that first year of going in not like I theoretically got this. It's the first year of I'm going in without a shadow of a doubt. I am killing it this year. <laughs> so what were some of the first trains that first round? The first rounds? Oh, God. I don't even remember what my first round was. That's how bad it is. Like, that's, yeah, that horribly. My first real rounds would have been Roswell. The real ones were, I think, was the second round I did where I really learned the most. It would have been my Roswells, which those were testers 
at that point in time. And then we did, uh, there was Roswell. There was a couple other ones that we did too, but the very, very first would have been Roswell. And I don't think I'll ever forget that. What was uh, so special about that run? Why wouldn't you forget that run? I think that's the run. That was the run that now me and Subcool weren't just friends talking about things anymore. That was the first run that I could be like, bro, look what I did. I'm so fucking proud of it. But we had that, it's not somebody else is doing something under some, it really is like, look what I did. And it's, are you proud of me? <laughs> so we were able to connect, not just on the friendship and on the emotional or the mental for a change. We were able to talk about cannabis also. So I think that for the first run is where he really did start giving me more advice and pointers and things to go look up. He would never give me an answer to Stubborn Master. He'd tell me to go fucking look it up every time. I was like, God damn it. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that learning curve for anything. And I think that's why for me that that very first, it's like going back to school. It's like starting a new trade. It's like anything else you've really put yourself into, right? You don't forget the first. I say. Roswell will be, that was my cherry. That was the one that popped the cherry for sure. <laughs> it was a, uh, it was a uh, one I didn't get to run. That was actually the one I was jealous. I didn't get to be honest with it was Roswell tester. It was ball. Can't get them all. No, you know what? We've, I've got them in the vault. Um, I've definitely got a couple in the vault and once I can figure out, once I can figure out how to culture them properly and I can guarantee their life from start to finish, I don't even want to attempt it yet. And I'd rather learn the science and have it successfully run a couple runs successfully before I plant something so precious. I want to know that I can protect that. And if I do chance growing it, it's going to be worth putting it in the ground, right? If I do, if I do, there could be a mail call. <laughs> uh, that's one of those things too that, uh, I've talked to a lot of people when they've had subseeds. Even I was on the fence, to be honest with you. Do pop or not do pop a lot of that. There's and, a theory of them pop them now because you've only got a limited time or there's freeze them and keep them longer. But you better learn how to tissue culture if you plan on doing that. This is the way I see it. So I better start popping them. Because you're right, I don't want to lose them genetics. And I think it'd be better to keep them and pass them on to somebody. You know what I mean? I don't have room for everything, but I have a ton of, ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know about should you. Be popped and... I panicked. I didn't know what to do. Because you're like, okay, do I pop everything just in case? Because like, fuck, I can't, I can't. I'll never have these again. So to plant or not to fucking plant what do you do <laughs> so i just 
until I know for sure, I don't want to do anything stupid. I don't want to take that fucking chance. And it wouldn't be the first time I cry in the garden, but if I can avoid it, I will. <laughs> well, this is, uh, this is the way I kind of talk myself in about popping some of the ones I didn't want to pop was as uh, I can keep the strains going. I can pass out as many clones of them as I can pass out and help a lot of people. And then I can keep it. I can keep the pack forever. The beans aren't going to keep forever, but I can always keep the packs and remember, you know, that way. You know, why it's spoiled the genetics. Like he would want it. He would want them popped, and he would want them passed as freely as they could be passed. So he I, did I, say I, it all starts with the seed, right? And how are we going to start it if we don't plant the fucking seed? Think of it. That was. That was the idea, because I'm still sitting on, I think it's like 60-some strains, TGA, the dang. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was a rep there. I don't there. have that many. I, I do not have that many. <laughs> I was this Michigan rep for a few years here. Mm -hmm, so I, I, I had access to a lot of genetics of his. And I ran, I ran more of them than I actually... Before that, before I was ever a, a rep for him, but that's that's my idea. I think I'm gonna go through and pop one at a time. I, well, that's what I've done. I've already did JTR. I already popped JTR and passed that out to a lot of people, and just worked my way through. I actually seen a pack of uh, Dairy Queen uh, two nights ago. I was looking through that case and I seen Dairy Queen, and I was like, oh shit. This one definitely needs to be moved up to the front of the line right here. This is one of the originals. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've actually, uh, I have them, they're in a, I don't know about you, but I keep mine safe. They have a special box that they don't ever leave and everybody in my house knows that's mom's box and you do not touch it. <laughs> it's kept very safely. <laughs> It's a cool box, though. Yeah, it tells the story. It tells a beautiful story. So, uh, uh, so what have been some of your favorite strains uh, since since uh, you've been growing? What has been some of your other treasures that you've unleashed since? Uh, I hate to say I love the fucking taste of one, but I don't like who the collab was done with. <laughs> so I don't even want to say what the name was. <laughs> I'm sorry. That could be inappropriate right here, right now. But I, yeah, there's Fair a conversation I need to have with somebody that before, before I put my foot in my mouth, I will wait for us to talk first. But I'm kind of disappointed that I fucking loved it so much because it was it was one of the ones that I it was my two girls from last summer. They were uh, they were indica hybrids, so uh -huh. but I, they were amazing. They were fucking amazing. But I think it's more because I think it's more because I actually know what the fuck I'm doing inside out now than it was at the time when I tested Roswell, I was still learning what I was doing. 
Whereas my last couple of rounds, like I know what I'm doing now. Like I said, I'm going into this year with no reservations. It's all coming out. <laughs> but I think my girls from last year were probably my two best. I just, yeah. Not down with can the- you uh, least, Can you at least describe the flavor? Hmm? They like were kind, kind of various. Yeah. What you said. Yeah. They were kind of like a cobbler. Kind of like a peachy cobbler is the best way that I could put it. They were great. They really were. And that was another one. That was another fucking strain. I was on the fence. I didn't even know if I wanted to put them in the ground. But you know what? You know what? I lost that argument that night. I put them in the ground. <laughs> so I seen your reservations there when you said indica. So am I to take that uh, you normal normally be a sativa person there? Yeah, that's actually one of the ones um, when me and Sub first started talking. I was testing him to see if he knew, I knew he knew his shit, but I still wanted to, I had to, I had to just try and see. So I was like, all right, here's the symptoms I'm dealing with. And holy fuck, he outsmarted me because every one of the fucking strains that he recommended to me couldn't have been a better match for what I'm dealing with and what I've been diagnosed with, which is post-traumatic stress, obsessive compulsive, ADHD and they're still working on I've been working five years waiting for the psychiatrist to finally get this shit over with and with doctors because you can only fight grief so long before it starts hurting you so I've been working at it for the last five but everything that we talked about and everything that I was like this is what's going on with me he was like okay and he sent me a list and it was like I said, he'd never give me the fucking answer straight, but he'd sent me on a hunt. So when I went and looked up those strains, their backgrounds, what they help with, I couldn't have asked anybody better because he was fucking right. I will say that. And the ones that I have tested so far, the strains that he had, they're dead on and they really do. And I, I, I almost dread them running out because I know I'm not getting anything else of that kind where we are because unfortunately we're in a hybrid indica dominated market because everything's fucking indoor up here. Unless you're on the West coast, everybody's or the outdoor and the outdoor is kind of questionable here still. Why do you think the outdoor up there is questionable? I mean, just the short season. I mean, it's gotta be pretty indica down up there in Canada up to out you can do sativa, but you're definitely, you need to be able to split your seasons either through greenhouses, either through geo tracking with insulation with, but I don't know if you're familiar with uh, window boxes, they go back in gardening and permaculture, they're everywhere. But unless you're willing to look into that science and start your gardens ahead of season indoor, there's no way that you can pop your sativa and come out at the end of the season happy. You have to be ready for summer before summer even comes. 
So while everybody else is planning their next little spring, we're like, okay, we're planting, this is going out, that goes out, this stays in, that's going outside, okay, we'll be good. So when those move out, this will be in our next cycle. We can basically switch our lights, switch the tents and be good to go. But that careful planning before every season, from January to I'd say about the very end of February, I start closing everything down from the end of February right into the beginning of May is starting your new seedling. It's trimming anything you started or trimming anything that was started around Christmas. And then your biggest Christmas girls, that's what's going out at the very beginning of that summer season. So you now have that entire summer season. And then come the end of the season, because we're fighting that cold front, you go under minus 15 or once we get those heavy rains that start fucking hitting you rain more than five days a week you're fucked so you have to think of cover you've got to think of light deprivation you've got to think of but if you're ready to go for it oh my god some of the stuff you can grow it's it's beautiful i've seen a lot of beautiful outdoor up there from canada that's one thing that's been nice about this journey uh, the last year, being able to do this, is being able to meet so many great uh, Canadian growers and across the world in general, to see how they do their thing and, you know, what they're able to produce in their climate. It's been just mm -hmm. an amazing opportunity. And I, I got to give Canada some credit, man. There are some amazing growers up there. Canada, Canada ain't fucking around, that's for sure. Mm. You know what? Independent growers, independent farmers, independent guys, they're going to be what makes this industry. Because other people can disagree with me. I am totally fine with that. The corporate cannabis that came in since legalization dropped that fucking ball so fucking hard they registered and put restriction through the fucking ass. They sold people moldy fucking weed. They hired engineers in the beginning that they drug tested their fucking staff. And if you were a cannabis smoker, when they opened the company before legalization, they wouldn't fucking hire you. Come the date of regulation or the day of legalization, it became, okay, well now go out and test it. It's okay if you want to test it. It's okay if you want to venture into that. The kids that have never smoked in their lives. So they're the ones growing weed that's being sold to an industry of people who have taken the chance for years to do it on their own. Sorry, guys, but you can't bullshit a bullshitter when it comes to that. For somebody, I know myself, I haven't grown that long. And if I can open it already, open it, look at it going, this is fucking garbage. I can only imagine what somebody who is running a farm or somebody who is running their private their own grows looking at this going what the fuck because they've basically been locked out of the market by these corporate fucking assholes that don't know what the fuck they're growing it's only now a couple years in that they're starting to kind of reevaluate that their big plot didn't work out as planned in the beginning and i think a lot of us recognize that too because once the first it was moldy weed and then it was the the leaking of personal information. I think that was enough for a lot of people to be like, I'm not touching it. You guys figure your shit out. We'll come back in a couple of years when you think you know what you're doing. <laughs> I'd rather go, I'd rather buy from mom and pops. I'd rather buy from grandpa who's been doing it his whole life. I just, I'm sorry. 
you got to give seniority to the people that earned it. I very much agree with that statement. All the everything you just said. I think that's going to happen here as well as right market comes across. I think we're going to have that wave, that wave of money grab, uh, and they'll just put out whatever they can put out just to get. But I think it's going to be like you said. It's going to be the smaller guys, the mom and pops that actually continue to put the quality flower out there. I think. The recreational market won't not. I mean, come on. Let's sit and think about how many strains are available. There's got to be over, what, two, three, probably in that. It's a low estimate, probably five to ten actual strains of cannabis these days. 10,000 strains, five to ten, I would say. Last I checked, there was like a 4,400 strain Bible out there. And even in the Bible, he was like, I know I missed a bunch. <laughs> There it's you go. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, the big markets will never take that into consideration. They'll want to go with, okay, let's take let's take a general survey of what everybody's likes, and that's what we're gonna grow is say the top ten, and that shit's gonna get old, just like the growers that we know right now. We can we can grow some fire in our garden, but three months down the road, man. As fire as it is, we're going to be looking for what's coming down the pipe, man. Man, I, that new shit smells great, man. I'm kind of tired of this old fire. And that's what will happen with the rag market, man. That, that Whatever they think's fire at the current time will get old. And it will be the little guys, the mom and pop shops, as you say, that will be like, yeah, we still got the <laughs> Baskin and Robins. We still got the 32 flavors over here. And guess oh. what? You won't be able to find none of them at that fucking Walmart shop down the road. So. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> oh, fuck no. And you know what? Oh, fuck. I lost it. It's gone. Sorry, guys. It's happening. It's out the window. <laughs> no, what I was going to say was when that boom first because you guys are just legalizing now right like you're in the area where they really just have started legalizing for recreational right yeah. so you're gonna yeah, get well, that we're big a couple of years in okay Two years so, yeah. here in michigan but like with our market what happened um yeah with our market man there was the beginning where they dropped the ball they dropped the ball harder the second time a year in, when you go to your dispensary, all approved by the government, and you're picking up their approved strains, and you open a prescription, which is supposed to be considered medical, you take one look at that fucking medical, and you can compare it to your very first fucking grow. I'm sorry, but that's not fucking right. And they shouldn't be allowed to fucking tack that price tag on it either. Like, I, mm -mm. I know they have different classings and categories and in pay and how much they're charging, depending where you go. But I don't know. It's not worth the price they're paying. And the more and more people, I think, start doing the homestead, start growing their own, even if all you're allowed is four plants, man. Fuck, put them in the ground as decoration out front if you want. <laughs> but Dude, plant those four plants. For the rest of us that are here and have been before it was okay, plant those fucking plants because you're helping us at the same time. Just make sure they're all female, please, because you might screw us. But 
otherwise, if you can do it, because the more people to do it, the more people understand it. And the less room there is for that corporate to come in and be like, yo, we're going to be running a show that we have nothing, no idea about. We're just here for the books, spreadsheets and fucking tax write-offs. You know, I say time and time again, I think a lot of times <clears throat> that uh, people don't, I guarantee people don't realize a lot of the the main municipal effect of cannabis, in my opinion, and there's a lot of good medicine to this, and you know, in different forms, the RSO, the oils, the extracts, edibles. There's tons of ways it can be used as a great medicine, but I. I find, and again, in my opinion, the biggest aspect of the medicinal effect of cannabis comes from the cultivation, the actual being in your garden, looking over your plants, transplant, forgetting the whole fucking world or the problems are even out there, being in the moment, as you say, I've said that night after night, that is some of the best medicine the plant has to offer from anxiety and from shit, a whole list of medical problems in my opinion. But that's, you know, when, without people getting that, they're not getting the whole medicine from cannabis. They're not even getting the full spectrum of it all. No, and, well, and it's not even, it's not even that, you know what I mean? It's conversations like this and the, like we've spoke of earlier of the newbies, the 55s and whatever, coming back to cannabis. Them people, it's it's the way they light up when they're telling their friends. There's that that feeling right there, that oxytocin feeling of mm -hmm. that overall feeling. It's healing in itself. Well, that's so, what you know, the neighbor, the neighbor at 76 years old. The idea of cannabis before legalization, she was like, I know you guys smoke, you do it outside, but you never bother me. You're on your, I'm totally cool with it. But over time, it just, that fucking barrier has come right down. And as much as it's my medicine, like I'm out there and I'm happy to be helping my neighbors, but honestly, that's my fucking medicine. That's my selfish little, I'm taking this for me. Thank you very much. I could, you couldn't make me happier by saying, can you go help me in the garden? Dude, I'll be there. <laughs> Just point me in the direction you want me to go. I'm gone. But like you said, that gap from the elderly over 55 to look at the way we're doing and growing our cannabis now, and they're connecting that gap, not just to the cannabis, but it's bringing them back to their own fucking childhood. For that glimpse in just that tiny little second of the day, the aches, their age, the loss of a spouse, the fact that they've got loved ones that they're, it, it's all just gone. And they're like, oh my, I feel like a kid right now. It's for us, that's our medicine. Sit in the light, sit under the halides and just feel that heat. And you know what? If you really try hard enough, you can convince yourself that you're not even sitting in a fucking tank. You really fucking can just close your eyes and take it in. And to see others yeah, so go I'm go sorry. go. No, no, I, I interrupted you. I'm so sorry. Oh, okay. No, I was gonna say to see others catching that same glimpse that we get to feel every single time we're in the garden, like when we're growers amongst growers, we know that passion. We know what it is. We know between us it's soul food, but 
we get what that means. So for somebody who's never really been in the garden the way we are, it just, it's almost like a foreign concept, right? To them, it's just planting a garden. It's not quite the same thing, but once they make that connection where it becomes soul food to them too, like it's a whole fucking floodgate that's opening up. They see cannabis. My neighbor now looks at cannabis the same way she would look at her roses or the same way she would look at an iris or the same it's now become not this scary fucking plant, but it's part of the garden. It's part of natural species. And they, they love it. It's their soul food too. She feeds all the flowers around the cannabis, but I do the cannabis. <laughs> but she absolutely loves admiring them and she tells everybody about them. It's adorable. I was just gonna say when I, I come in there that, uh... You know, another aspect about the, the cultivation part of it is, you know, making it through. And it, again, if you either have like a physical reason that you physical reason why you're on cannabis for one reason or another, or even if it's anxiety that holds you back from your day to day challenges, that harvest that when you bring when you can bring that grow home and you're actually enjoying your medicine. It gives you that incredible can-do fucking attitude. You know what I mean? I did this. I produced my own medicine, which is, you know, gives you enough feeling that you can do any other shit. You know what I mean? You take on other projects. You can handle, you can handle this, you know, yeah. basically. And again, that's barely without even consumption at that point. And, I, and it's already, you know digging in and healing so i again i wish everybody that has the power i mean recreation or not i guarantee you, recreational medical by the time you get them plants in the garden and you start tending to them day day you will see everything i said to be true everybody needs a winding unwinding decompression time i think that's what they call it these days yeah the decompression time you could use in the garden i mean that's the best That'd be the best time to take that time, I would think. And it's it happens almost as soon as you open the door to your garden. I mean, it just the plants we they're known to you know uh, pull the bad stuff out of the soils and remediate the bad shit out of it anyway. I, I kind of think they remediate the the terrible shit out of us that we take in from the our daily lives bullshit comments all the i mean it's so i mean i've been i've been in stores where i just couldn't even wait to get out of because the people two lines over their attitude was just so toxic you know what i mean i just oh i couldn't even wait to get out of there and that shit builds up as you pass through day by you know the day and you know so we even if we, we've had a shitty day for one reason or another, if we just ingested it from you know, our daily travels, you know, this cannabis plant, as we go into the garden, it has that ability to just suck that daily bullshit right out of you, just as it does remediates the soul. I, the soil, I think it remediates our soul as well, yeah. to be honest with you. I agree. I agree. You know what? I went from painting to drawing to being able to garden. As soon as I bought my indoor 
setup and I wasn't just playing because for us, we have seasons. You only get so long in your summer months and then you're literally buried under snow. So you're not growing anything unless you've got a lot of money to spend. You're not growing anything in the winter. So just that to have that first year that I had, I had the sun in the house. I can literally go feel like I was sitting, you're mimicking the same environments that these plants grow in. Well, you know what? We do just as well in the sunlight. Put your sunglasses on and go sit in there. Go, go talk to your plants, go spend a minute with them. It is soul food, it really fucking is. And to be able to meet people that understand what that is, that's rare. That's, I think that's really weed nerding. I think that's what weed nerds, and it all starts with the seed. As much as it was badass, I, I really do think a lot of it was soul food in the end. It really was. You too. I do too. I think and, so. Uh, you know, that's another thing too, man. The, it all starts with the seed, that whole attitude there. That connection actually working uh, again with that that man there i tested i was a tester with him 10 years 10 years easy before the whole opportunity of being a rapper that came into play and but when i mean cannabis in my life has been just it's been everything since i was young to be honest with you that escape as you were a kid it's been that recreation it's been it's been a living it's been there for the party it was a day at some points i hate to admit i guess but it's she's been there. been there and when he offered me that chance to start selling some seeds here in michigan it 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 opened up a whole new light in my cannabis journey. To be honest with you, I mean I, that was something that I, you know, it did it fired up a whole new angle with cannabis with me and meeting people and going through that as you as you said he kind of did with you there. I would do that. I would meet people. I don't care. I would drive two and three hours and sit there. <laughs> with my seeds, a menu, and go through, you know, strain by strain what I thought would work with them and give away freebies. God, he made me feel like an awesome man when I get, was able to get, boy, get freebies and just pass them as I saw fit. You know what I mean? He never said this is the way they had to go. You know no, what I mean? No. There, was, there was never no rule. You know, if I if I just gave them all out without a purchase, that was to my discretion. You know what yeah. I mean? On you, or, on yeah. you. Just be ready to deal with the consequences later. You knew he was going to have something to say. <laughs> right on. But every time when it came to testers, and if I was light, you know, for one reason or another. Well, what are you out so far quick for? I already done gave you a whole batch of testers. And I would tell them, you know, well, I ran into these people and I'd tell them the story. Or I went here and these people needed some seeds. And he would always go, all right, man, I got you. Check your box. 
and that uh, that that interaction with the cannabis community was amazing. It, you know, I can't think I could have never thanked him enough for that interaction. It honestly made me feel like a superhero. There were so many times that I put that coat on that that we talked about earlier. And I honestly felt like a fucking armor. Most days when I because I would I would have I would have a list of like grow shops so I'd be heading downstate, say to the Flint area or whatever, and I would I would make out a whole list to, 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 to make a whole like loop of the city. And then I'd throw on that coat. It up. And it just felt like, you know, like I said, that whole suit of armor, like I, I was a whole part of something greater. I, I never, I had tried to thank him as many times as I could, but you know, he did uh, the stories helping people start their gardens, giving out them free seeds. I got so much credit from, you know, undue credit from them people. Oh, thank you so much. You know, you know, they would pass. I, there was, I actually had, you spoke of military. I live up in northern Michigan, towards a retirement area and an active area. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact that one menu in particular went around from brother to brother in a unit. And it was the same, the same fucking pamphlet. And it was almost, it's, I would meet them wherever. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, I was past this from another brother and told you were a credible source and uh, you could help me out. And it was always that worn, same pamphlet that it went from one person to another person. It was that word of mouth. It, yeah, that know. connection. And and again, man, it just, it felt like a lot of honor to that, that whole cult, that whole what I was doing. And, and it was amazing that he let me in and let me be a part of, it, you know, what was going on and that. So it was one leg of my cannabis journey that I owed. Well, he, he did. He threw that experience, knocking on them doors, showing up there, being a rep. Hey, I'm part of this. He opened up a shitload of doors. For me. It wasn't necessarily just with him. He he did. He I owe I owe him tons and tons of thank yous. He he opened up tons of doors, and it's still opening mm-hmm. doors for me. You know, to this day, it's hard to put it. It's hard to put the enormity of it into words almost. It's hard to, you felt special. You were a part of something. You weren't just a part of something. Like you said, it was bigger than yourself. And we were supposed to be a community. So it, it, you felt part of that community. He helped you make he really did help us a lot of us not only feel like we were a part of the community but that we needed to tell our stories because he would be up there every fucking day doing that and he helped i wouldn't be here without it those are the words i used all week kicking myself in the ass is fucking shitter get off that pot get up there go tell your story people need to start hearing it not just the pretty parts. And for a long time, I think what held me back, yes, there's the issue with spotlight. But I know 
at the end of the day, it is myself holding me back, but it's telling all the sides of the story. Not just the pretty parts. Nobody wants to be a sad story, but you know what? Without that sad fucking story, I wouldn't be the fucking person I am today. And as hard as it has been, I, I don't think I can change any of it. I wouldn't change any of it. And he was one of those people that really did help me find that voice. He really helped me. Even after, like you said, even after, I can still hear the words in my head. Tell your story. You need to. Yeah, he most definitely made us a lot of us feel special. And a lot he gave us the community to actually talk. I mean, there's a lot of us growers that are introverts in a lot of ways. And a lot of us are yeah, most of us, to be honest. And we're we're late nighters, you know what I mean? And he gave us that he gave us that spot, that a place where we could come out and hang out in his chats and communicate and still be be known but unknown and yeah. be able to communicate and know and get to know one of each other and felt like we belonged, you know? And it was, it was always so cool to hear him you know, call us out in the chats as, you know, we fucking... We might have been talking some smack or we might have been talking something cool, but when he fucking called out your name, hey, that's fucking cool. He fucking, he made you feel like you were fucking, yeah. Yeah, that or if it was something you had talked about earlier or a few days before and he'd say something on camera, if he knew you were in the chat, he'd just look, he'd give you that fucking look and he, he, you're just, you're both looking at it like you didn't just really fucking do that. You didn't just really, <laughs> we talked about oh. this. <laughs> and it was- I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> that yes, he was look. very much known for that. Oh man, yes, he was known for it. Man, I wasn't really thinking we were gonna- yeah. mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows you're at home going, what the fuck, but no. <laughs> oh, man, he's a missed man. He, he really is. That's a, you know, I always, I call him the Hunter time, Hunter time, Hunter, uh, for the third time, Hunter S. Thompson's of cannabis. And, and there's a reason for that when, uh, I've watched a few movies about him. Uh, Buy the ticket and take the ride is one of my favorite ones. And everybody that talks about Hunter S. Hunter S. Thompson talks about they he everybody else come to like live life on Hunter's terms. You know, he would he would operate late at night, much like it sub and all of us do, and then. If you tried to get a hold of him during the day, you know, it, it wasn't a thing. You'd have to get a hold of him. He would call you at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning when he'd want to talk to you. You couldn't get a hold of him during the day for nothing. And that was the same, was very true of Sub. And it was very true about Sub. Uh, we lived cannabis and cannabis lives through him on his terms, you know. 
we would all, myself included, drop what we were doing when yeah. we got that ding. Ding. Oh, fuck, he's on. There's my, you don't know how many times I've said that dumb words have came out of my mouth. To be honest I should be with doing you. other shit. Be in the middle. Oh, <laughs> yep, yep. In the middle of doing something. Ding. Oh, fuck. I guess I can sit down and smoke one. Well, one turns into three hours because we've been sitting there. He's been rocking out. Now he's driving down the road, riding dirty or whatever, and, but <laughs> still hasn't shut down the stream. And yeah, there's many times I would say, yeah, man. <laughs> I got a little bit behind on my garden because I was hanging out with him and his and everybody else. But mm -hmm. again, I wouldn't trade. Nowadays, I wouldn't trade. Not a second of that time for anything. I met a lot of great people. I met one hell of a man. So it is what it is. I, I cherish it. I just cherish it all now. Mm -hmm. I love the friends. I love the friends that we've almost made. Like We're kind of like this weird nerd family. We're all these antisocial homebodies from our own little places in the world. <laughs> But we all share that same love we share that same connection and it's we all come from somewhere else we all had education or another field that we've worked in that to see so many different backgrounds come together and the knowledge that gets shared between so many people it it's amazing it really is i love the friends we've made along the way too It does. It, cannabis does enrich a lot of people's lives, especially and that's another thing that I'm going to say about the cultivation side of things. You know, it enriches people's lives in a lot of ways through the consumption. But when it comes back to the growth side of things, the cultivation, you know, as much as I was talking a little bit of smack with Smiley about that shit, <clears throat> it does pull you in and makes you want to learn a lot more about the plant, about how you're growing the plant, what you're growing the plant in. Mm -hmm. It might not come right away, but it does come, you know, and even more so as you walk down and turn into that organic road, I'm still fucking, they're organic roads, like a beast. There's a beast behind the organic road. You know what? <laughs> with you. I keep uh, cracking the door and it keeps like trying to get out. I keep kicking it, trying to kick it shut. Mm -hmm. You chase one squirrel and as soon as you get close to one, you'll look up and spot about five more and you just don't know which one to go after first. Like, fuck, man. And you got to remember to take notes too because you'll be down a wormhole one night. You're onto something. You tap out, you go to sleep, you wake up and you're like, what the fuck was I even doing? <laughs> take those notes. Definitely take the notes. <laughs> about the squirrels and i have for some reason i have some funny moments in my head and they're for earlier today my girls were talking about squirrels outside and made me think of squirrels that we have in conversation but for some reason earlier today i seen old abe lincoln <laughs> 
fucking all high for some reason. Again, I don't know why or how my brain works like this, but it, it's kind of funny at some time. I see like Abe Lincoln in my head, kind of all smoked out, going full score and seven squirrels ago. What the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. Fuck. There's there's so much science behind the organic. It, it's mind blowing. And when you start getting into it, when you start understanding how your plants take up nutrients, how they survive, how they produce their leaves, how they make a branch, how they, once you really start understanding the development, the genetics that you're not actually feeding the plant, you're feeding the soil, dude, just feed your soil, it'll do the rest. Well, it just, it opens this whole door of you know what I mean? And you start being able to bridge that gap between it's not just plant life because it applies to human life. Also the same study, um, this time last year, I started looking into the CRISPR nine, the gene therapy, uh, CRISPR nine gene 24 therapy. And they're actually testing it at McGill university right now. And they're testing, um, the replacement gene to help cure degenerative blindness in early childhood. Um, the reason I was in that wormhole is because my daughter is six years old and she is legally blind. So the challenges presented her to help her, the more I know, the better. Now, reading into cannabis, we're using tissue cultures. We use tissue culture for there's those regenerating seeds things again. Well, how do you think you do that? So when I jumped into that wormhole and I started connecting the dot between the tissue culture and cannabis and the tissue cultures being done in medicine and in human gene therapy now, like it, this is really being tried on humans at this point. It's all interconnected. So there really is, once you open that door, like it just, it blows your fucking mind. It does blow my mind uh, the deeper mm -hmm. I get into uh, the plant's relationship with us. The, you know, the way the micros in the soil kind of break things down and run things almost like a second brain of, you know, what the plant is needing before it needs it. It, same, it works in our gut, same, same thing. It, the way uh, our bodies and uh, plants are correlate with one another is mind-blowing the deeper and deeper i get into it the, the way they use sugars the way we use sugars basic elements that we need the basic elements they need uh it's 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 uncanny to be honest with you i can't the deeper i get in that again that's a door that's a door i wouldn't have cracked until i got into the organics realm started looking into the organics and started seeing how things in the soil operate and how we operate. You know what I mean? That, I never would have made that direct correlation until organics and then looking into that aspect of it. And again, directly through cannabis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would have never cracked that door. I, even at gardening, you know what I mean? I've, been, I've grown gardens long before. I grew cannabis. Did I have an interest? 
necessarily in organics and all that. Uh, I thought I was doing fine. Mm-hmm. Cannabis. I think it's almost funny too, is how that aspect of it goes a little bit as backwards. We start worrying about more about with the cannabis plant, how it takes it in and then we want a cleaner smoke. And then all of a sudden we go, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can directly reply this to the food I'm eating. I could be having good, healthy food and shit too. You mean it's, it's, it's work it's, for my weed? No way. <laughs> Go Baker. <laughs> but until you actually bridge that, we were the same thing. I used to work in landscaping. I used to build ponds of all things. But until I put that science and I bridge that gap together, you don't see it as interconnected. You really don't see the interconnection of that pH scale that we're using for our plants. Well, I used to be a hairstylist. I can tell you that a perm sits at a 12 pH. I can tell you that a hair straightener is at, a, is at 11. I can tell you your hair, your nails, your, we're at 5.5 to 6.5. I can tell you what neutral is in hair. This is part of the body. I can transfer it to a pond now. I can tell you your neutral range. I can tell you, and that same pH range that you're looking for for your pond, a clear, natural running is the same pH ranges that we're working with in our soils. We're just needing to figure out the environments that we're trying to match, right? So once you, depending where you come from and where your education stems from, you start bridging what you used to know to what you're learning now. It's okay. You're good. You're good. <laughs> But yes, no, I know CRISPR is not, sorry, somebody had said something before. CRISPR is not tissue culture, but they do use tissue culture to grow the, one of the samples that they use to grow something later down the line where they read the genetics from. It is a very tiny little portion that is used in the beginning steps to read the genotypes, but it is not actual tissue culturing it's much later down the line i bridged that gap doing one study to the other because i was learning about we were i was taking in everything i could at the time about learning how to pop seeds that might be out of date (laughs) i actually asked kevin jodry about that if uh you know with the, the the smarter and smarter we're getting with all that if I should be sitting on some of them treasures for the proper date, will they be able to bring them back? Mm-hmm. And he kind of was like, yeah, you know, they won't be a, a total loss. At some point, they'll be able to, you know, basically uh, bring them back through some kind of Petri dish germination. Uh, when I kind of jumped in there. Now there goes my squirrel. <laughs> my squirrel. Oh, oh good. Damn, I totally lost it. Oh, my, my. That was a deep squirrel. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. So with your, your background with ponds and stuff, have you ever thought about uh, dipping your feet into 
the aquaponics type grow? Like kind of mixing a couple of your favorite things together or a couple of your uh, knowledge bases and more? Eventually, I'd love to get to a homestead one day. Right now, we're, we're still rented, so we're not in our own property. So until we get there, I would love to have some of the elements of everything I like once we get there, but not until then. Not, not yet. The urge is there. The fucking urges are there, but I'm fighting them. <laughs> it, it just seems like with that kind of background and a lot of interest in aquaponics these days, that uh, that might be some uh, road that I could see venturing down at some point or another. As a weed nerd, and an involving weed nerd, I could see you heading down that road. Yeah, me, it was koi. I loved koi pines. I wonder, uh, I know they've tried a different, few other different types of fish, but I wonder if that's one that would work with uh, a cannabis grill. That'd be a badass. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool to mix those two, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Usually, as long as they're not, if they're not predatory to eat. Yeah, they don't eat the, they don't eat the plant. Yeah, exactly. They're pellet eaters. Mm -hmm. You remember that. How <coughs> do you? No, um, actually, what they do is plant life with the fish. The fish will actually feed off the microbes that are growing under a lot. You can easily, you can plant. <coughs> A potted plant into a pine. You can grow all of your anything you want. You can grow it in water. You just need to know how to pot it. You need to have that right element. And you can even include your fish right into the bottom of it because your fish, they feed off your roots. And in pines, one of the reasons why you want to have that microbial life, one of the reasons you put your lily pads, you add your good, your water lettuces and stuff. That's what your fish are, they're feeding off the microbes on it. Plus they feed off pellet. So they're not eating the plants. They're feeding the microbe underneath. And they're actually making your plants healthier at the end of the day. Sure. Plus they're sitting in food. <laughs> so it sounds like that I couldn't... <laughs> You could use a koi fish, but you couldn't use like a like a uh, Oscar like fish. That's the type of fish I always like to keep. It's yeah, anything like that's herbivore. Like... Yeah, if they're herbivore, stay the fuck away from that because that's going to eat your plant. If that's what they feed on. Don't mix them in with it. But if they have a meat based diet, then you can easily do it because it's not something they wouldn't prey on in the wild anyway. It's not their food source. Okay. See, you're way already ahead of the game. You're halfway there. You practically <laughs> got plants in that tank. <laughs> oh, man. One day we'll get back there. One day we'll get back there. If you can't close one side of one, it's too good. Did you want to come and say hi? Do you want to meet my husband? He's like right there. <laughs> please, please.
Cheers, everybody. There you go. Okay, I'm excusing myself. I'm just running to the bathroom. I've had kids, so the uh, the span of holding it in ain't happening. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> going on man how much how you doing man how you do who am i speaking with i'm casey i'm kim's husband okay okay oh you got to I didn't know if there was like i didn't know if you had like an instagram handle that uh oh, i do know, dr bud would... dr bud 420 nice to meet you my friend nice to meet you yeah Nice little forest behind you there. Thank you. Thank you. Actually caught you a little bit on uh, green bicycles uh, the other night. Yep, yep. We were talking about VRs. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. Seemed like a very knowledgeable guy. Very, very, you know your stuff about cannabis, it seems like. That's for sure. uh, yeah, not bad. Not bad. I like to smoke it. The goddess knows a hell of a lot more than I do. I'm I'm the backseat driver when it comes to that. She does all the molding and the babying and the preps. And the only thing I help do is trim and water. Well, that's a, we all look for help with the trim. That's actually the part that I wish I could hand off, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, no, no shit. So uh, what are you guys smoking on over there tonight? I've been meaning to ask her, but I haven't asked her yet. Um, I have a buddy of mine who brought over some uh, pink kush. Some really nice pink kush. Oh, can I see your tattoo? Uh, which one? This one here? Oh, wow. You got some nice work there, actually. Who did that? Uh, this was a snake and dagger in uh, Grand Blank, Michigan, I believe is where he's at now. But uh, yeah, I, I, have, I'm, I have quite a bit of ink, to be honest with you. I see uh, that. All the way uh, to my toes. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I see you have that nice uh, mandala piece there, too, on your forearm. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, and a little bit of uh, uh, I've got my gypsum, gypsum stuff there. There we go. Yeah, yeah. There. Is that an onk? Uh, yes, over here. It is very nice. Very nice. Yeah, uh, I have one up on. I have an onk up here. I don't know if you can see that very well. I can. I can. That is. There we go. It's got roses in it. Can you see it at all there? I can, I can. All right. So, man, you got some nice ink yourself there. Well, I'm pretty much Do covered. you, uh, 
Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm working on it anyway. Are you an artist? Yes. Or yes. That, that is yes. my apps. That's my main profession is tattooing. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, I always got a lot of respect for you guys. I am. Uh, People always complain. I hear people complain about the price of a tattoo, but man, what you get as a piece of art for the rest of your life. I mean, yeah. I charge 125 bucks an hour when I'm when I'm tattooing. I haven't been tattooing in a while because of my my broken neck, but yeah. Break your neck if you don't mind me asking. Um, I'm sure the goddess has told you about our son's passing. So I went on a little bit of a bender there for a bit. And one night I was talking when I should have been listening. I was looking for trouble and I found it. So yeah, three brothers jumped me and yeah, shut me up. Piece of advice for everybody listening, don't fuck with farm kids. <laughs> they will teach you a lesson. What did I do? Mm-mm. I'm not allowed to swear? No, I stepped on the side oh. of the dog bed. I was going to say, you can't swear on a cannabis show? Yeah. Heck yeah. It's in the title. <laughs> yeah, no, It's in the title, sir. <laughs> So I will uh, let my lovely wife come back. I'm about to jump into VR. And uh, yeah, very nice meeting you. Nice meeting you as well. Thank you for uh, introducing yourself and saying hello. It's my pleasure. Have a nice evening. Hopefully I'll get to see you again sometime soon. Anytime, man. Anytime. Thank you. Got yourself a cool dude there. Got yourself a cool dude. Well, he was on kid time tonight so that I can be here with you guys. <laughs> that makes him even cooler. Yeah. That makes him even now. cooler. I had brown hair before the, uh, the kids. Start of the night. <laughs> it comes fast. Oh, comes God. Fast. Chad Westport, you know what he said? He said farm kids got that retard strain. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, fuck. Fucking... Oh, you told them about that. Uh, okay. So, yeah, I guess you would know I'm his caregiver. I'm also my daughter's so, caregiver. You know who he looks like? Ask him if he ever. You can ask him. That's Eagle. Eagle? Uh, I'm sure. sure this is not the first time you're going to hear this, but you look very, very, very much like Howie Mandel. <laughs> Have you got that before? <laughs> I have gotten that one before. Yeah. And it's not a bad, not necessarily a, a bad compliment. That dude's no, no, it's shit. not at all. He's actually a good looking chap, you know? So, yeah, it's uh, as soon as I sat down, I was like, man, that guy looks like Howie Mandel. Yeah, he's awesome. pretty comfortable. He's pretty fucking comfortable, too, I will say. And he Howie owns Mandel. a very successful chain of restaurants. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> And what are you smoking? Actually, we told you. 
I am smoking a little bit of Godiva. Another weed nerd, uh, the American one, was the breeder of this here strain, which, uh, and it's very tasty. It's very tasty. I've got a little bit of uh, some bubble hash in there. I put a little bit of hash in anything and everything. Yeah. So it'll make it a, a more of a full spectrum mess than I find. The, yeah, the snake in the grass. Yeah. Oh my god, somebody remembers that show, Do Bobby's World. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch it in the morning before school. <clears throat> so as you guys proceed in your cannabis journey, what would be if you guys could change anything that you would be have would have the most impact in your garden, what would it would it be like? Say your light, maybe a nutrient, and genetics. Hey, ask that question again. Ask that question again. Sorry, say that again. <laughs> if there would if there would be one change, I mean, again, if money were no object that uh you change in your room right now what would it be that would have the greatest you would you feel would have the greatest impact no i i'd be going with nutrients raw elements I'd got to go with the raw elements, minerals, all naturals. Keep building the organic. So, is that to say that you're not full organic now, but you would like to be full organic in the future? Maybe doing the K and F aspect of it. Is that what you're saying? Maybe like more wise about the inputs, like K and F stuff like that, or just uh, a better amendments to the soil um i don't know about better amendments but now that i understand my amendments um how do i put it hold on just a second I don't know why I, I just asked him how do I say it and I'm saying exactly what I want to say <laughs> um basically okay I forgot what I said now sourcing, sourcing. Yeah. you have a better understanding of your source where to source them from Yeah, working on sourcing everything for myself with the support of a wicked fucking teacher, a really good teacher that Who's your teacher? it started as testing. Yeah, it started Who's with the testing. Okay, hold on a minute. Let me get there. Okay. It started with the testing through Subcool way back when we won, when I won the Roswells. Um, any testers who were part of that 
round of testers had the opportunity to message green bicycles and run a trial with green bicycles. So I've been testing and working with his products ever since. So over the years, he's definitely, definitely changed your growth. Yeah, he's definitely helped change my growth. He's definitely helped teach and mentor. I love you. <laughs> but he's helped expand my knowledge, my base. He's given me insight to so many different aspects of the industry and different professionals and what they do and how they work. And like I was saying before, it's that science behind everything, right? So. Do you want to come sit and talk? No, I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But yeah, so over those years, we've kind of done our working together. Um, he's helped give me a voice. When we all lost our friend, a lot of us, we kind of got closer as friends because we all shared that same that same passion and that same ache in our heart. So in our own ways, we're trying to fight that good fight still. So I've definitely learned a lot and I'd like to continue sourcing and I'd really like to bring a brand of my own like greens up to Canada. Actually, he was nice enough to send some of uh... The ocean, the ocean bounty, and uh, uh, the tea, the happy endings tea over here, and uh, I mixed it in with the cocoa, straight up cocoa. <laughs> I was pretty happy with uh, what he sent over. To be honest with his product. Mm -hmm. So, in to bring something like that to Canada, it would be almost easier to produce it in Canada than it would be to to bring it. Across line, it, am I wrong in thinking that? Well, when you're looking at a lot of the challenges that stand in the way, it just it just makes sense to do it that way <coughs> at the end of the day. So that's kind of what I've been researching the last little bit. So if there's that one thing that I could put in my garden right now, would be the components I'm missing to put it all together that would be that one thing. Give me the supplies, I'll do the rest. <laughs> like I said, point me in the garden corner that you want me to be and I'll, I'm fine. <laughs> Literally. So what about, uh, are you guys working, let's say the uh, earthworm bend angle of it as well? Are you in that deep yet of the organics? Pardon? I said, are you that deep into organics that you're into the earthworm bins and stuff uh, to that nature yet? I have chickens. We collect worms. <laughs> <coughs> I make cheese, make my own labs. If you want, yeah, uh, it's in the kitchen, I think. Yeah, we actually just made some the other day. They're ready right now. I just have to extract now. 
Yeah, we're ready. That's uh, something I haven't ventured into yet, but I'm interested in too, is the labs. It's actually a really fun process. Once you get into it, it's actually pretty fun to do. <laughs> So versatile for so much stuff. I mean, I I can't understand why more people don't make it to be honest with you. Can you turn the break right right now? No, I can't. Wait. I'm going into the yard. My tracking won't track if I don't have it. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's the labs. And that center is what you're looking for, right? Yeah, basically what we're gonna do now is we take <coughs> this whole section out. This you can turn to cheese. You gotta watch the videos. But this you can turn to cheese, and this is what we use. And you can either keep it refrigerated or you can there's a whole other process that you can add the sugars to it and you can keep it at room temperature. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Hold on just a second, I gotta go put this down. Wow, that's a uh, good stuff there. You're deep into the weed nerd aspect of it. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. Oh, I love nerding out. I love nerding out. The experiment, we're actually. I started running an experiment last year. Um, my neighbor was nice enough to dedicate her designer lawn to me. <laughs> what was it? Kentucky blue, I believe. It was the Kentucky blue, but she had all Kentucky blue, blue grass, but she had weeds coming up through everywhere. So she pulled the weeds, but she pulled it down to nothing left in the lawn. So she had holes everywhere. So she let us scrape the whole old layer out yeah we tilled just the top layer fed that whole soil let it compost over the winter season and her old grass is ready to be fed back to her lawn now and all of it was done organically so i still have my original setup which like i said i felt for synthetics right so now we're piece by piece trying to phase out anything synthetic to the grow and convert to eventually entirely organic. Sounds like you guys are well on your way to a KNF uh, trail there, just using your natural surroundings and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, sounds like that's you guys' next natural step, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Well, I look at it this way. If you can, agriculture and farming probably have one of the largest carbon fucking footprints at the end of the day. So if you can do the same thing as somebody else, but instead of just destroying the land that you claim to fucking love, you're leaving it healthier than when you first got it, you've done something right because we've got a generation coming up behind of that we got to fucking think of. So if we, you can easily go the other way by choice, that's, I have no problem with others who do, but for my own children, I'd like to leave the planet just a little bit greener. 
I'd like them to have a patch of grass to take their kids to, see trees, see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not just other kids. So, no. Dash, you go for just yeah. a few seconds. Obviously, my daughter's in chat. She can confirm this. Obviously, my dog's been a butthead, and they have put him in with me. And he is singing. He's been singing me a song on the other side of the store for like a half hour. <laughs> so I gotta let him in or continue to listen it's to okay. his song. I can't believe you can't. I can't believe you can't hear it. To be honest with you. So I've been liking it off. He's just over there going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> All right, we're all good. We're all good. He's happy now. He's with me. He can be a butthead when he's not with me, though. <laughs> He's a very dedicated dog. He's a very dedicated dog. Is he? A, yeah, exactly. Is he a pit bull? No, he is part terrier, part uh, chihuahua. Well, here he is. Right here. Bubba, come here. He's supposed to be a smaller dog. Right there. Yeah. Aww. He actually, I was uh, showing him the other night. He, uh, he loves the song. He likes Mendo Dope. Does he? He likes, yes. And if you play Highway 101, it's funny because uh, even if he's sleeping, he's like I showed him the other night. I, I, he was laying at my feet, sleeping, and I tried to play a video. It's funny because I sent this video to Mendo Dope. And I thought it was the one of him, like, uh, doing what he does when he hears the song. But it was like a video, just like, basically him licking his nuts. It was like the wrong, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I, it was funny because I went to, like, show that clip oh, on air. <laughs> yeah, I went to show that clip on air. Because <laughs> all they replied back was like classic, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." They didn't think it was that funny, and then I went to show that clip on air, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" No wonder they didn't get back with me. So, like the next night, I couldn't find the clip, so I to like redeem myself a little bit. He was here sleeping, and I just like showed the camera on him. As soon as you play the song, he snaps right out of a dead sleep. Look, looks around, but it's Highway 101. And like as soon as he hears it, he starts like looking around and then he just starts singing along with it, like the whole song. He just oh, and he is a talker, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does it every time, but that's I've got a couple of videos of him doing that, and that's what I thought I said to Mendo was actually a video of him singing along to 101, but yeah. They got a special side. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. I never realized, I never even realized it until I went to like use that as the source of, you know, what I was going to play on the air. 
And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I felt really stupid at that point. Well, they're going to, they'll be here for 420. They're still coming by 420 even after, after the video. You good? You got it out? We're good? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So what are some of the strains that uh, you like, you guys like to uh, work with? So what are some of the terps that uh, I, I heard you mention sativas, but is there a certain uh, flavor profile that you guys prefer? Or you prefer? Well, yeah, he likes the gelato. Personally, I've tried lots of strains I like, but I still haven't found my strain yet. So far, every strain I've enjoyed have been a lot of the subcool strains. And the first, very, very first strain I ever helped grow was actually California Orange by Subcool. Um, I was 14. I did all the pots, I got everything ready and it was for my boyfriend's stepdad, whatnot. But uh, it was actually California Orange at the time. And that was one of the first, that was the first Subcool strain I ever worked with before I even know who Subcool was. And I think that was one of the best because that one ended up being a major one in my area when I was, uh, yeah. I won't say at school, but everywhere around, it was everywhere. And it was funny because there was only myself and a couple other people that knew exactly where it had come from. And we just kind of sat there. But when you sit back and you're looking around and you see everybody and you're like, we know where that came from. <laughs> we helped do that. So to see everybody, that's where you were saying that feeling you would get, you know, I helped do that. The first time I ever had that was with the subcool strain before I knew it was a subcool strain. Well, I, them orange terps are uh, very good for anxiety uh, that I've found with a lot of people. Not necessarily. I uh, I enjoy the taste, but it doesn't. The oranges seem to be for me one of the ones that uh, they're not my kind of get messed up cannabis. You know what I mean? They're more of the social cannabis, as far as I've found. Uh, for me, I, the one that I like best for my anxiety is the ones that I'm currently changing, chasing right now is. Uh, pine, the pine turfs, I find to be very clear-headed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it it kind of settles my mind. It almost clouds, it clouds me for a second, but on the exhale, makes everything kind of super clear. Mm -hmm. but, uh, no, I like, the, I like them light and fruity, because if not, like, oh, it, it, my anxiety my anxiety will destroy me. So if you give me something that's going to make me, if I got to get it right. If it's nighttime and you're trying to unwind, 
it's good because it's heavy. It mellows you out. You don't want to get up. You don't want to do anything. But if that's what you're smoking in the day, because that's all you've got available, well, that's what's kickstarting your panic attack and the anxiety during the day. Whereas if you have that fruity mix that you can use daytime, it helps bring the anxiety level down. So you're not running on that fucking basically on race all day. You can slow down a minute. What would you say would be the best ingestion method uh, for anxiety? You know, is it just smoking? Is it dabs? Would you say uh, edibles is uh, helpful because it's a constant uh, or more of a constant? Um, edibles? Yes and no. If you can find either a recipe that works for you and you can get your balance, then you can work with edibles. Just learn to manage your doses in a sense. So you're not over medicating and you're not under medicating. So you're finding that balance of, because edibles, if you're eating too strong a dose and trying to go out and do stuff, well, I got fucking news for you, man. You're not going nowhere. <laughs> you're gluing to the couch and it just looks real comfortable and you're going to stay there a minute. So if you find that right dose that you can function and be okay, there's no reason why you can't have edibles. Dabs are light and easy. So they're not as heavy hitting. I find they'll hit you harder right away, but then they don't last as long. So it just, it doesn't have that long-term effect. Whereas if for me, it's smoking. I haven't found anything yet. It's flour, just smoking flour. I smoke, I'm a classic one and a quarter. That's what I smoke. That's me. That's me too. I'm a, I'm a flour smoker. I go through my ups and downs. I actually, this last year, probably did more dabs than I ever have, but it, it came to like a peak and then kind of, fell right off pretty quickly. I still take dabs, but not nearly as, you know, I'm back to probably start. <laughs> I'm back to probably start as I was probably a year ago. And cool once in a while, but. Yeah, I'm the same the way. I got to take the break. Cause if not, you, I, I build such a quick fucking tolerance to it. So you'll go from taking a small little dab and you'll have to, you'll be fine to in no time, you're taking one and two gram fucking dabs and you're like, okay, 15 minutes later, let's roll a joint. Cause that didn't work. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> so I get to a point where I'm like, no, cut it out, wait a while. And then once you, if it's been a couple months, you have a couple, you're back to that, just half a gram dab and you actually feel something. Yeah, it, for me, it was just, I could feel it taking a toll on my lungs. And they started feeling heavy after a few days of, you know, dabbing, dabbing, dabbing. The flower just seemed to be all around easier in my lungs. Yeah. Plus, I enjoyed the, the longer moment, the break of it all. <laughs> it's, you know what, it's a ritual. I think it's part of the ritual. It just, I don't know dab is just it's dying but the joint there's the process of i don't know you have time to admire your flowers more when you're smoking a joint i've heard of a lot of people say one of them may be still in chat 
that uh, it's un it's like unwrapping a present, you know, that's low, unhalf, not as well trimmed, breaking apart some of that trim off there. It's kind of a, a you know, it's it's an experience. That's one of the things that I've kind of been bummed about the COVID kind of thing about. I know it's such a terrible word, but uh, the the experience of you know passing that joint, it's it is all in the moment, you know what I mean? Sharing that moment from person to person. It sucks that uh, it it could be a thing of the past, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Yep. Fuck here, it's going to be a while. We're back in lockdown again. So we're just, we're going to be a while before we get out. Until then, we got Zoom. <laughs> Zoom sessions. Let's do it. They seem to be, be a good filler, though. They're not great, but a good. Just being a little Wonder what's got him so antsy. He's just he was not happy. Even though he's in here now. He's just walking around. Frantic. I got a couple of my I got a couple of female dogs as well that are in heat. Oh my Driving him nuts. Nuts. Oh, uh, is he fixed or is he uh oh, no. No, oh, oh no. god, you must be having it. Have to be. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a couple of each to be honest with you. Oh. And <laughs> it's funny is because well we come over here. Is the boys get all the all the, the heat or all the trouble. There he is in the background. Get over here, boy. Uh my girls, my daughters, <laughs> are always quick to blame the door the boys because they again they're probably nine ninety percent of the problem they will whine whine fight at each other whine 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 yeah. whine the girls will like just milk it completely they love it and but my daughters are constantly blaming the boys ah <laughs> these boys are driving me nuts I'm like, what you don't understand is it's the females. Mm -hmm. They can't help it. They are driving them nuts. Mm -hmm. You know. We, and for you him, know, poor dude, a, he's just, it's instinct. You know, what do you want the poor guy to do? <laughs> he can only fight for so long. Right, but he takes, he, they, they take all the blame over the situation. That's for sure. In this house, anyway. They get all the blame for all the crying, the fighting. I'm like, they they, they don't even want to fight. They don't even want to fight. As soon as this is over, they'll be best friends again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he's he's beside himself currently. Yeah. yeah, we've got one. Well, we've got two. One's in heat right now, and the other one, she's older and she's fixed, so she just doesn't give a fuck. But this one, oh my god, all week this week. <laughs> I'll keep the wine. She's a bigger pup, so I'll just wine and heat is good for me. <laughs> it's it's some work. It really is. So we're approaching the 
three o'clock hour. How are we hanging in there so far? I was going to say we fucking did it. I'm proud. I had a panic attack, but I'm fucking good. I had three nights in a row, but I fucking got through it. I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm glad you were able to take the time and uh, do this, to be honest with you. And I thank you for helping us, you know. We talk about, you know, building and creating things night at, you know, night after night, garden after garden. You participating and, you know, coming on, telling your story uh, helps build the community another night. This is another another opportunity we get to hang out, you know, like somebody gave us back in the day. You've helped leave your mark and make that, that time span where everybody got to hang out. So I greatly appreciate you coming on having the strength to come on and tell your story. I know it's, it, like I told you, it is, I've been on the other side. It can be a little nerve wracking. And for me, oh, I usually, when I'm on the other side, it takes me about like a half hour, hour into it before I can even open up and start you know, talking. It takes a minute. No, and it's been a great it. story. Thanks for having me up. I appreciate it. And you know what? Like I said earlier tonight, thanks for having patience with me. I appreciate it. You could have been like, fuck you, but you know what? You didn't. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad it worked out. That's for sure. And uh, another uh, point, I'm not, I'm not rushing you off by any means. We still have plenty of time if you got time. These are I things do. that uh, I like to, I need to take a two minute break. Is there like recess on these things? I don't know. <laughs> Not, well, if you need them, I mean, if you need them, I can always say hello to chat and all that good stuff. So if you need a few minutes, that's cool. Okay, if I can do that. Two minutes. Okay. Uh, are you good? No. Yeah, go ahead. Here's everybody. Ill Jester, Wardrobe Fire Farming. Dozer, how you doing? GR420 Community Videos. Thank you for dropping them links. I greatly appreciate it. Miss Lexi, my beautiful daughter. How you doing? Blaze Daily, Ned Denver, Weedus 207, Gus Rose, cheers to you. Robert P, uh, Robert, Mr. Greenfinger Thomas, 13 dogs. Holy cow, I can relate. At one time, I had close to that. Holy shit, I can relate. Small dogs can head up fast. <laughs> Magma Seeds, Chad Bob 13, how you doing? Always now, see you in the chat. Of course, Chad Westport, holding it down. Appreciate you too, brother. AB, AB4, uh, 420 AB normal. Sorry to mix that all up. Place it. Cannabis Flowers been here all night, I believe. Cheers to you, Cannabis. Pretty awesome of you as well. Great guy. 
Where's ja there's Johnny Kennedy? I was just getting ready to say, where's Johnny Kennedy? PBS 207. Cheers, guys. Back to the end. Guys have been saying, ah, oh, the Major General. Yes. Back and forth. I'm trying to stay. I figured, General, I figured the juice is better than the pop, right? Right? A little bit of uh, vinegar shots with the juice. It's better than the Coke. Ugh. Coca-Cola, man. I've been trying to get Lexi off the Coke for forever. We could get Lexi off the Coca-Cola. We would be golden. That girl drinks way too much pop. Way too much pop. That's what we call me out this like That's nice. I ain't got no jumpsuit. That's no jumpsuit, Cheddar Bob 13. The blue shirt and shorts. Who in the hell's who's wearing jumpsuits? I swear. There's no jumpsuit. You really think I'd wear a fucking jumpsuit? That's funny. Uh, I wonder how many nice things have been done for people in the last year because basically, uh, I I can only hope that's be the case. That could only be the case. I agree. What do you guys smoke for that? What do you guys smoke for that? 2.47 a.m. Eagle Garden jumpsuits. No, no, I'm telling you, this is not a jumpsuit. God damn you, Tedabuck. Hold on. It's not a jumpsuit. This is Perisher in shorts. No jumpsuit, Tedabuck. I think you just want to see the belly, fucker. Hidden juice once in a while. That ain't bad. Cannabis. Nice positive. AME Hayes, AMG Hayes. Okay, two piece jumpsuit. Ah, you fucker. Not even. Is it? E it's not even a jumpsuit if it's a two piece. Not even a jumpsuit if it's two piece. Hanky Berry Gelato. I've never even heard of that. That sounds pretty good. Very <laughs> You guys are fucking hilarious. That's fucking funny. I agree, though. <laughs> Lemon peel. That sounds pretty good. 
think people read into the cats thing too much. I, sometimes it's just stuck on. I realize I had to turn it off. I forget people take it as yellow. Hard to miss Chad Westport. Did he leave? Is Chad gone for the night? Did I not say goodbye to fucking Chad Westport? I think the guys might have just wanted to go. I'm wondering, Cheddar Bob, I don't know. Seriously, bro. Blue cheese. Man, I have I ran blue cheese like a long time ago. And it was super tasty. I love the blue cheese. But it was like one of those ones we spoke of last night. It just was not a heavy yielder for me. Blue cheese. It was super tasty. I believe I still have seeds. I could probably get some of them to germinate. They're fucking 15 years old. Easy. So, Miss Westport, can I count on you for popping on on 420 as well? Welcome back to the Goddess Groves. I'm back. My house is still standing. We're good. Everybody's sleeping. We're good. <laughs> Hold on a minute, okay? You want to see what I'm looking at right now? Turn back up a second. No, no, go back. Can you make that out? Um, is it vir it's virtual reality? Yeah. <laughs> it's zombies. Yeah, they're virtual zombies. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, it's nice. Oh, I have yet to have a virtual experience, to be honest with you. I have yet to strap on like a set of goggles or anything. Well, that's what he's gotten into because with uh, with his neck, there's not a lot of physical that he can do anymore without it taking its toll really, really fucking quickly. So these are light enough that they don't hurt. It hurts if it's a bad day, but on a good day, it's something he can do that he's not just sitting. It's a way to stay active. It's a way to, and he's not hurting himself doing it. 
Yeah, he's plugged into the matrix. <laughs> yep. Big job. Someday, someday. So, um, uh, part of the thing I do in the show is that you, uh, you guys will be able to come out and hang out on any uh, night or wormhole that uh, you guys feel fit on hanging out. So hopefully this won't be a one-time deal that uh, you guys will be able to come on and hang out a little bit more uh, whenever you guys feel fit. See a subject that interests you guys or uh, eh, if, you, if you watch the wormhole and not just a spotlight, you know them wormholes can go pretty well everywhere. So, you ever see anything that uh, you want to, you want to guys want to come on and smoke on? Uh, you guys have the Zoom number now. Uh, it's always the same uh, with the with this and the spotlight or the spotlight in the the Zoom or uh, the spotlight in the wormhole are one in the same number. So we have to do the spotlight to get the wormhole. So now that you guys have done that, this, hopefully we'll see you in that sometime soon. And on a more fun, fun level, hanging out. Sometimes it is very knowledgeable. Lord knows, Mr. Smiley brings a lot of insight to the chats. I gotta appreciate that for sure. So. I'm def I'll, I'll definitely back. I'm I'm gonna be honest though. I'm still learning, and this is gonna sound horrible. I'm still learning how to zoom properly. <laughs> I don't even know how to zoom. Oh my god! Listen, I downloaded fucking Discord, and I had to ask my kid how fucking Discord works. So there's no fucking way I'm going back to the same twelve year old that was all like, "Hmm, you don't know how this shit works," and act all smart. There's no way I'm asking her to teach me this one. <laughs> I won't do it. <laughs> so I'm working on super Yeah, Fumidor yesterday got a good chuckle in there because fuck, I, I didn't realize, I don't know what type of computer you're running with, but on the Mac, if you're in the app, you can actually split all your windows. Like you can split your, you can split your cameras that you're seeing, you can split your chat into another window, but then if you wanna see what's going on on YouTube, unless you're running, I guess, either there's like the basic version, the pay for or the pro or basic or pro versions, you're not able to run all of the applications on it. So you can't put a background, you can't see the chat that's going on in face or on youtube as it's happening so you've got to split your windows up so when i got in the first thing i did was i clicked on that but i didn't fucking see it happen so i was like what i had windows everywhere it was bad <laughs> yeah no i run off a of pc and android and it's much different i have a lot of times when i get guests on i, I ask you know what are you on and they're like an apple i'm like yeah you're on your own <laughs> i can't mess. You give me Windows, I, there's nothing I can't do on Windows, but I got this computer like last year, so I'm still learning. I've been on my kids' computers all year because I'm teaching them, so I don't really get, <laughs> other than at night, I don't get to really go on my own. 
So all my office stuff is predominantly done through theirs and they're all running on Windows. So to switch to Mac at the end of the day, oh man, (laughs) everything's backwards on Mac. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not a Mac person. I actually I had an iPhone for a short minute, and I I I realized I wasn't an iPhone. It was completely different than the Android that I'd run. I I appreciate. I used to love my iPod, my uh, you know what I mean. But for some yeah. reason, the iPhones completely complete. I've always been an Android guy. My iPhone actually broke itself. It broke itself. I have one fucking hairline crack through mine, and it's been there for like a year. And for the longest time, it just it it champs through everything outdoors in the winter, in my pocket, in the backpack, through my kids. Like, oh my god! And just all of a sudden, anybody touches it the wrong way, and the whole fucking screen gives out. If you touch it, you need to know how to work the buttons, otherwise, the phone doesn't work at all anymore. But I will say from the iPhone to the Mac or even an iPad, you can do a hell of a lot more on your phone than you can on the Mac. It's easier to do it from a phone or from an iPad than it is to do it from the Mac once you've had it in your hands. Hmm. I've heard that's actually the next gen of the Mac. And that's what makes the Mac as far as a lot of things, pretty, pretty awesome. And again, I'm not a Mac person, but I do watch a lot of videos, tech videos. So I guess what Mac has done is uh, they've taken the computing power of their iPhone, that chip, and they placed it in their Mac. So basically they've just put that monster battery yeah. of a laptop on that on that chip and it's going i guess super fast everything's almost like in video editing almost like no lag real time almost and like weeks weeks of you know life on that thing now with the switch so maybe there's a slight plus there hopefully you know the the PC side of things or the Windows side of things will pick up with an Android kind of mimic there because uh, it is a good idea. I'd like to see a laptop with <laughs> weeks of battery life. That'd be pretty sweet. Ain't no lag. We, uh, we all, I think well, a lot of times we underestimate the power of the, what we've had in our hand there. Oh, absolutely. No, I had to give you the fair warning. I'm figuring out the Zoom, but once I get it, I'll be good. It doesn't take that long. <laughs> I'll get there, though. I'm getting there. Practice. Practice. Oh, well, in this case, it's super easy. I, I mean, it's just a case of clicking that link, mm-hmm. and you're good. It'll, you should bring up your Zoom and everything when you click on that link, I said. Well, it's the... Hmm. it's. 
the application itself, because like I said, I'm doing, I'm on, I'm on the Google version of this every day. So a lot of the navigation is identical. It all does the exact same thing, but everything's fucking backwards. And then going from that Windows, the Windows setup, running the Google Chrome, you get used to doing everything in that format. So then to switch to Mac and then have the Mac version of the same fucking application in a whole, I'm like, oh my God, it's too much to remember. I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. <laughs> so, uh, do we wanna wrap this up? Are we, have we reached the point where we're good? And, uh, another time no uh, i'm good you're good i'll be back i'll definitely be back well i greatly appreciate that my guess was if we're gonna wrap it up there's only one final thing to get from you and hopefully you've seen that portion of the show as well and that is well depending on how you look at it the dreaded sound bite i enjoy it some guests dread it but do you, <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> mm. All right. All right. Then I'll make it easy for you. Uh, basically, it's like the old school radio soundbite where like the artist would be like identify the station they've been hanging out on or they've been played on. So my version of it would be something along the lines of Hey, this is Eagle, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 378. You can tag on whatever at the beginning and make it your own. But basically, it's kind of that that commercial for your episode. So if you could just give me yeah, a soundbite for this episode. Okay. Um. <laughs> That's where I'm like, I've had <laughs> Um, I'm the goddess is green, and you're wait, fuck. Okay, hold on. If I put it right there, I could see it. Okay. Is it the episode or the name of the show first? Because I, I can see it on the bottom of the YouTube window right now. <laughs> uh, the show title and then the episode, please. Okay. So it would be, I'm the goddess is green. I fucked it up again. Fuck, hold on. We're going to get it. Um, I'm the goddess is green. On fucking talking shit with Eagle, and this is episode 378. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Did I get it? I Perfect. got it. All right. You got it. All right. And again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this. Uh, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. As I tell everybody night after night, Time is a precious, precious thing. So I greatly appreciate the time you've donated to the show and the community. Like I said, you know, it's been an amazing story. You've let us in 
a little bit on your cannabis journey and you bought us another night of hanging out. Basically, we nerd. We nerd for life style. We nerd nation style. That's right. Ah. That's right. So, uh, a huge thank you for myself and the community for coming and hanging out tonight. I greatly appreciate it. And again, I hope that you guys do take the time and uh, come and hang out again in one of the wormholes. And, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, whatever we're talking about. If you just guys feel like popping on and smoking and like I said, some nights it might be conspiracy. Sometimes it's cannabis. Sometimes it's serious cannabis, but you're always welcome. Oh, no. I was going to say you just said the fucking trigger word. <laughs> conspiracy oh, theories? Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. There's a lot of conspiracies in the wormhole. And uh, you're more than welcome. Last night, we were talking about aliens and all digital AI, all oh. kinds of good stuff last night. And uh, you're welcome to join in any at any point. So. I'll give... A I'll, I'll get it for you. I will give it to you. What night is it? Every night? Every night. Every oh. night, sir. Night. Every at, night. Is it midnight or 11. is it 1230? Well, the show starts at 1130. Okay. Uh, Monday nights is always a Monday nights is always a wormhole, except tomorrow night will kick off the 420 officially. But Monday nights is always a wormhole. And any night that the, the guest doesn't go from 11.30 to 4.20, which is most nights, when as soon as the spotlight episode F ends, the wormhole starts and buys the, the gap there. So every night, there's a wormhole. It's just a matter of when it starts. But you can guarantee that it's every night from 11.30 to 4.20. And some nights it goes even past 420 sometimes. So. In fact, now that you've done the, this uh, this portion of the, you qualify for 420, I'm going from 1119 when it hits 12 o'clock, which is officially 420. I'm going 24 hours. I'll be on all day 420 with oh, uh, people coming and going. You are doing it again this year? Yep, yep. Obviously, kicks off tomorrow I'll night at 12. Stop. I'll definitely stop by for that, bro. It's nice. There's a lot of great people. Mendo Dope will be on at some point. I guess since it's close enough, I can. I won't divulge. I have a thing about you know, letting, letting, letting too much go about you know what I'm doing here. Because uh, competition, say, it's tough. It's tough competition-wise. But I'll let you in a little bit on who's going to be here. Mendo Dope will be here officially. Medically Fit, uh, Med Grower One, the Dank Duchess, uh, Red Pill, of course, Pedro's Grow Room, uh, Kevin Drodry will be here, T-Dog will be here, uh, Jenny Beth, uh, from uh, Instagram, she is a hash artist as well. The Oil Buddha Blake, though from the Oil and Flower podcast. Breeder Steve will be here. Rasta Bob, 
Joel from Nowhere Star, just to name a few, will be uh, hanging out throughout the day uh, and a bunch of other people as well. as a bunch of people from the community as well. So it'll be a busy, busy day for 20. Uh, so you guys can come hang out, say hello, smoke down at any point. So looking forward to seeing you guys that day as well. But uh, it has been a great night, and I can't thank you enough. And if you guys, there will be a wormhole firing up to complete the, the 420 cat tonight. So if you guys are still interested in coming back out and hanging out, if there's a something that interests you as well, the invitation starts now. <laughs> oh, can I say one thing? I just saw her name in the thing. Um, Cheers, Lexi. Now that I know that, that your dad's a cool dude. Your dad's a really cool dude. Nice to meet you, by the way. I've seen her, I guess I've, I've seen her name in chat for a long time, but I've never made that correlation, that connection. So it's nice to meet you. Yeah, that is one of my three baby girls right there. And that's another thing I can say right there too, is uh, man, it's cannabis has been a really cool journey. A lot of people, <laughs> You know, as their kids get older, she just, she's turning 22 now. And instead of, I don't drink, I don't drink. I gave up alcohol with my first daughter 20, well, 26 years ago now. Oh, if you can believe that would be my oldest daughter. And, uh, but now that they're on, of, of, of age, uh, it's nice to smoke cannabis with the older girls. It, it was a nice turn right there from, I'm you know, parent to right? friend. Yeah. And can I, well, someday, well, if throughout the past of the show, I've told her story a little bit, but I'm not going to tell it tonight. But she has a <laughs> cannabis journey as well. She has a cannabis journey as well. Cannabis definitely set her straight from a near loss, man. I recovered from a terrible car accident. I owe cannabis, that's another thing I owe cannabis to right there. I owe cannabis a lot of, a lot of thank yous. A lot of thank yous. And saving one of my daughters in a bad place. I'm glad you had a chance to say hello and meet her as well. But there's three of them, three great daughters that, uh, you were blessed very, with very three great well. daughters too, huh? Yeah. Me yeah, too. Uh, you guys got three too? Three. Yeah. Our oldest is 16 though, so we're not quite there yet. Our oldest is getting there. Cherish it. Cherish it, man. It, it goes zoom. I couldn't believe how fast it goes, man. Cherish every moment. Well, we're going for licenses. My daughter, of all, of course. Um, her birthday is coming up this week. Her birthday is 421. Perfect for a podcast kid, right? Just that one day late. Yes. <laughs> but no, her birthday is coming up. So she's going to be going for the license and everything. So that's when I, we're right around that corner. And I'm like, oh my, you don't realize it until like, you know what I mean? Day to day, you just don't see it. And then all of a sudden you'll take a step back one day and you're like, where the fuck did time go like you were a kid a second ago what happened <laughs> i know it i know it man i tell you what man it, it was the hardest 
the hardest thing I ever went through in my life, to be super honest with you, was letting my first baby go. Her leaving the house was the hardest thing. Hardest thing I ever, it still chokes me up thinking about it. The other two are still at home, and I haven't had to go through that second heartbreak yet. But, man, watching that first one go, and she was, she still, she let, she was in the house, and we moved a couple hundred miles away. So I'm still a couple hundred miles away from my office, and it's still very tough to deal with. When I say cherish them moments, I mean cherish them moments. God knows when they, some boy's going to fucking coach them out of it. <laughs> yeah we kind of deal with ours you stay home till you're 40 and then we'll talk after that we'll open the door to a conversation once you're 40 till maybe. then no <laughs> i refuse <laughs> maybe yeah maybe <laughs> oh man well again it was great talking with you guys i look forward to seeing you guys soon uh, all right gonna wrap this episode up 378 thank you guys so much you guys know the deal please do something nice for somebody random acts of kindness do save lives i repeat it night after night please join me in the wormhole here in a few minutes thank you for watching this far good night